Hey folks, it's Sir Charles Carey and we've got another live one for you today. I see the weather's coming so I gotta close the window a bit. Oh yeah. But um, once again, we've got another live show today. We've got a really good conversation coming up and Hopefully, I want to encourage you to ask questions, post comments, whatever it is that uh, hits your mind. And uh, today, this guest that we have, I've happened to know him for quite some time. I'm still trying to figure out how can I capture the same cadence, get that same natural baritone because he's got a nice, rich baritone. It seems like a lot of my friends that are in the business, they have that... Uh, that sound, you know, the golden voice type sound, and uh, he is no different. But you are witnessing what's your come up story. I'm Sir Charles Carey. Uh, Kate Fit will join us in a bit, I'm imagining. But today's guest is Dom Brightman. Dominic Brightman, man, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Sir Charles. I appreciate it. Appreciate it indeed. I can't believe it's been, my goodness. Wow, I think, wow, four years, maybe? 2018? It's been a while. Since we've had a conversation, I mean, I know there's been events that we've done, um, you know, I mean, it was just, there's been just a lot, you know, and uh, I know you've been doing a lot as well. So one of the first things I want to ask you about is, um, you know, I know you, I uh, call you like a podcast producer. Uh, would you agree that's a good title? One of your many hats? <laughs> oh, it's a big hat too. Yeah, that's one of the many hats. <laughs> right. You know, because I remember being on your podcast many years ago and, um, you know, I think I was like getting a lot of hits. A lot of people must have liked that conversation we were having. And then somebody topped me and I was like, Dom, I got to come back. (laughs) 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 You know, I'm trying to stay on top, man, you know, (laughs) but it was a good experience. It was a really good experience. Now, how long have you been doing the podcast? Actually, coming up on five years, it's actually September 14th, 2017, it started, so five-year anniversary coming up. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm going to throw some numbers at you. No, I'm going to have you throw some numbers at me. I know you didn't expect this, but I got to do it to you. Sorry, Dom. Um, how many podcasts have you done to date? Oh, my goodness. And if we're counting that the ones that haven't been released, at least around a good 610, at least. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mother Nature's getting a little bit uh, voicey. So I had to close that window. But okay. 600, over 600 podcasts in the past five years. That's amazing, man. And you've had topics of various proportions, speakers, authors, trainers, uh, give give me some of the top, um, uh, I don't know if I should say top podcasts or some of the different topics that some of your guests are known for. Uh, sure thing. So the good thing about the show, it's really all about advancing yourself. And the thing is, listeners want to advance themselves in multiple ways in the areas of health, wealth, and happiness. And those are broad topics and they can branch out in multiple ways under the umbrella. So for happiness, that can involve spiritual expertise. I've had some spiritualists on the show. Of course, not all of them Christian, because we can learn from many different religions and actually borrow from and see what applies and see what doesn't. And when it comes to 
also health, that physical health, especially, I believe, I think it was about a few months ago, had a doctor on the show, Dr. Heather Moday, who actually released a book called The Immunotype Breakthrough. And mm -hmm. one thing she touched on was the loneliness epidemic across the country, especially during the pandemic. I even remember, I think it was 2021, where they mentioned in Canada that a lot of the animal shelters, they were basically out of cats because a lot of folks were adopting cats because a lot of folks were stuck home by themselves, especially with Canada being one of the most aggressive lockdown countries on the globe. So they were like, oh, I need to have a pet or something. And my family, they might be a little on the crazy side of the game. I may have learned a little too much about family. Like, oh, let me get this pet right here so they don't talk to me in plain English. <laughs> they may meow at me or whatever. <laughs> and they would be like, let me talk to this cat for a second. But, but yeah, you know, so many different, different topics. But the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised if um, animals do start talking. I mean, you know. I mean, just that science is doing so many things we don't even know about. You know, in fact, a little bit earlier before the show, I was asking you about um, HARP, uh, which was something I learned about many years ago. And it's just like amazing that um, because of what's happening on the West Coast in California, we are, I mean, I can't say we know, but we seem to know that there is this mechanism or this ability to create weather patterns and if California's in trouble, I don't know why the scientists don't try to utilize it uh, for the benefit of saving the the acreage and saving some of the people there. But then again, yes, we do know why they don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be found out if you if you if you if you're not exposed. So, but yeah, man, you know. But you know, you've done a lot. You know, I know you're a podcast producer, you're an author, uh, you're a speaker, you're a Toastmaster. I mean, you've been doing so many things. We're in the same industry, pretty much. Um, what got you started into Toastmasters? Uh, solid question. What got me into Toastmasters was actually networking opportunities. I actually was going to be spearheading and being the chairperson for a public speaking seminar at my church at the time. This was back in 2014. And I originally sought out to actually network and see if I can find a speaker to do the seminar. So that way I don't have to do everything at that, at that time. Didn't want to do that. And about a good few months later, after joining in September of 2013, the seminar was a success. But the nice. thing was, I was at a crossroads because the thing was, <laughs> I was like, do I continue with Toastmasters because of the speaking opportunities or do I just go back to just focusing on my day job? And I'm so glad I didn't stick with just my day job alone. I actually joined an additional Toastmasters club and gave more speeches. And I actually went to another meeting and heard a speech called You Are the Boss. And the speaker gave his three points of how to act like a leader. You have to be audacious, contagious, and tenacious. And I'm like, how wow, this is good. Because you still remember the tips. Yes, that that was almost, wow, almost, wow, 24, that's eight years ago, almost nine years ago. It's it's amazing. That's how much of an impact that, that talk laid on me. I was like, wow, it, it really stuck with me. And I was sold then, and I'm glad I did. We probably would have never been able to, meet if i didn't stay in toastmasters because i that got me into eventually having the confidence enough to write a book and to start a podcast and really take charge of my own life and my own development 
Wow. So let me let me just ask you this. Um, you got in Toastmasters and, you know, because of Toastmasters and I believe the way that you were able to excel in Toastmasters, you eventually wrote a book. What's the title of your book? Oh, sure thing. The first one is called Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. And I like to call it a synthesized package for the distracted mind because it's under 100 pages and you can take your time with each chapter if you so choose because we're in the attention management age where everything's vying for your attention and you have to decide where you're going to put your eyes on certain things and where you're going to dedicate your time because at the end of the day, we're managing where our attention goes and that's where our time goes. We're not really managing time or managing our attention. Wow. That is powerful right there. I see my co my co-host is trying to come in. Let me send her the link again, because I don't see her in the green room. Actually, I just sent it to her in Facebook messenger so she can go to Facebook messenger and retrieve it. Um, man. So, you know, I see that you've evolved. You've gone through Toastmasters. You've written, your, you just spoke about your second book or your first book? Yep, so the, to score to the first book, Going North, the follow-up was Stay the Course, the Elite Performer's Seven Secret Keys to Sustainable Success. So will there and, be a trilogy, or how, how does that work? Yeah, so there's definitely going to be, I'd say there's definitely going to be a trilogy, but right now my third solo book is going to be, it's going to be a massive project broken down into two different books it's going to be based on podcasting and book writing the working title is pod book it the three phases of greatness to write a book launch a podcast and create a legacy because in today's society folks really want to know how to do one or both and if you can do both you'll put yourself at an advantage because one you have a book you get to put your story out there and two the podcast is a vehicle to really reach more people because not everybody can read there may be blind folks who may want to hear your story and right. that's even one of the benefits of platforms like these right absolutely let me try to make this uh platform look a little bit nice i'm going to go to another uh another screen just bear with me one moment okay so i've got me there and let me throw you in let's see see everyone can see this so let me get to it cut to the chase I think I got you right there. Bang, and then we can get rid of this for now because we don't have to have that there. And uh, boop and poop. Cool. Yeah, man, so look, so now, now I understand now that you've got your books out, you got another project, what you're talking about, you know, podcasting and writing a book, kind of like what I've done with uh, Tell Your Story, Live Your Story, Be Your Story. Remember you came to my workshop. And I think that's great that you're able to take some of those early lessons and your own experience and you're combining it for a, a totally different feel, which is powerful. I think it's just a smart move to make because a lot of people don't really uh, zone in on their gifts the way that they could or the way that mm. they should. So uh, I definitely get it, you know, uh, definitely, hopefully uh, that turns out the way you want it to and the way you need it to, you know, that's a powerful tool. So now, um, folks, if you're just chiming in, we're speaking with Dominic Brightman. He's a podcast producer. He is a author and he is a Toastmaster. And uh, as you see, he's very busy. 
He's been podcasting for about five years and I've done over 600 shows. So uh, I think he knows a thing or two about podcasting and being an entrepreneur from one perspective or another. Where can people hear your podcast? Uh, that's the beautiful thing. I'm not like Joe Rogan where I'm only on Spotify. I'm on Spotify and wherever you can find podcasts. So okay, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find podcasts, I'm definitely going to be there. So was that a shot at Joe Rogan? Does he know about you? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know about me yet. <laughs> all right, but all I'm right. not getting in the room with him, no. <laughs> that dude's got a sick roundhouse kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. No, I heard about that. Um, we got a couple of questions. So I want to see if I can try to field some of these questions. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, where are we? Where's the questions? Yeah, this storm is really booming, man. I hear it. Thunder and lightning. Okay, so someone says, I'm trying to see. Why don't I see the... Oh, here we go. I guess I got to put my specs on. I'm not as young as I used to be, Dom. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> someone said something about, uh, do you have audio books? I thought I read up in the uh, message here. Oh yeah, there's a, there's another question, but let me just let you uh, address that one first. Do you have audiobooks of, of uh, the two that are currently published? Yes, sir. Both my books are in audio form, so you can take me on the go if you don't have time to read or don't feel like reading. <laughs> so you got and, options, and, y'all. <laughs> and, and where can you get those audiobooks? Is it Audible or is it somewhere else? And the beautiful thing is it's all available on audible.com. So if you have an audible credit or actually don't even waste the credit, just go ahead and buy the book. It, it's, they made it like ultra discounted cheap. It's like four seventy four. That's like a recent. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll be you fine. Can beat that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really great. And both books, correct? Both books going North and stay the course. And I did both of them myself. So don't worry. I didn't outsource that part of it. I know okay. folks like hearing the voice. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Someone said, uh, what's your strength as an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. wow. I have to I say have my strength as an entrepreneur is definitely connecting other people. That's definitely my main strength because one of the major things is that I've noticed that life moves at the speed of your relationships. I've yet to find out who originated or coined that phrase, but I just love that phrase because it's so true. Because in Toastmasters, I actually advanced in the leadership area to become a division director all because of relationships. A Toastmaster was giving a speech one day at a convention in Towson, Maryland, and going there to support him, I actually found a Toastmaster table that wasn't set up yet, and they just had one guy to man the table. So me being a fellow Toastmaster wouldn't help out, helped him out for the morning before my buddy got up to speak, and he enjoyed the help. I mean, he let me know about opportunities to really volunteer and assist at a higher level, and that happened all because I decided to have a cheerful, helpful spirit and really connect with him. And he connected me with other people that I'm still friends with to this day. So definitely networking is my superpower as an entrepreneur. Well, that's fantastic. I think um, uh, it's great sometimes, you know, it's funny. There's a men's group that I join on. I think it's Tuesdays. And sometimes I'm so busy. And every Tuesday I say, I don't have time. But then I wind up going to the group, and when I do, that's when the reward comes in. So giving of yourself is really a very positive 
uh, experience to have and something positive to, to go through or to deal with. So I get it. Totally get it, man. That That's great. Glad things worked out. Another comment was saying that they were new to podcasting. Um, any tips, any podcasting tips uh, can you offer for podcasters or people interested? A uh, sure thing. I'll I'll drop three. Well, the first one is definitely have fun with it. Definitely have fun with podcasting because, yes, it's great as a business tool. It even gives you advantage as a business tool that I was able to grow my influence through a podcast. Second thing is be consistent. One of the things that is a little disheartening as a podcast listener is when you find a new podcast and they only got maybe six, 10, 20 episodes up and their last episode was in 2020 or 2021. And it's like, oh, I guess they're one of those pandemic podcasts that had the free time. And it was like, oh, yeah, you got to come back to work now. And it's like, oh, I guess I won't do a podcast anymore. So always be consistent. Consistency compounds and it will compound it to some magic for you. And the third one is, oh, go ahead. No, you're the host. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, you're good, man. Okay. Have fun. Definitely be consistent. And the third thing is to always grow as you go. Always get better. Because when I listen to my old episodes, I cringe <laughs> because of my old mic microphone setup. I had some equipment that was a little bit on the janky side of the game. And I switched over to just using my headphones and my phone. And the content itself was good, but the sound quality wasn't as good as it is now. So definitely grow as you go and always seek to better yourself as you're going along and listen to your listeners as well when they come in and listen because they'll give you some tips too and to help you grow and get better okay okay um i had a there's the, look the questions just keep coming in uh, one of the questions is are you who you inspire i think they want to say are you who you intended to be as far as your career or as an entrepreneur are you the person you intended to be now, that's a deep question I never thought I'd get. <laughs> that's a good one, too. I'd have, I'd, have to say, I'd have to say yes for now because at the end of the day, some the direction that I've gone into, it wasn't expected, but the actions were definitely intentional for, I'd say, 85% of what I'm doing now because my goal with everything I'm doing, one of the major goals, a stretch goal, is to interview over a 1,000 different authors across the globe, and I'm pretty much – gonna be there in about a good two years time but i'm also enjoying the journey and it's just those things to stretch me and to keep me going as far as i can go so i have to say yes definitely where i intended to be for the most part okay so i don't know if you've ever heard this question but here it comes what was a young dominic like oh young dominic was oh <laughs> nah not even old either. <laughs> uh, not even old either. But yeah, definitely younger Dom was a lot quieter, a lot more shy. Wouldn't be on this microphone today. I'm, I'd have, I'm, I'm, an intro, I'm actually an extroverted introvert now, and that's developed over time. Back then, I was full turtle shell introvert. You could barely get me around folks to talk. It, it was just interesting. But after discovering my voice, the gift that God's given me, this voice to growing up in church when i was a teenager after doing a morning prayer during youth day and just being called on to do so many things that really gave me an edge and that's actually one of the greatest things is to really know your why is when you know 
why you exist and you discover one of your gifts and you find out that you can help others with it, that will definitely give you a huge confidence boost. And yeah, so definitely. So younger Dom was a lot more shy back then, not as not as Woody back then either. So definitely some change have happened. I'm, I'm a bigger Redwood now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can relate. I know that um, music, as you know, is my true first love. Uh, and I desperately wanted the opportunity to sing and perform. And I really just could not wait as a youngster to get that opportunity and to be able to take advantage of it. And, you know, finally the day came, I had an opportunity to uh, show my stuff, but it was still nerve wracking for me. But finally, because of um, the ability to speak and some of the life challenges I had, uh, I was able to conquer that fear and, you know, the introvert doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, um, what would you say was one of your biggest challenges growing up? I'd have to say one of my biggest challenges growing up, it actually was act, was becoming part-time caregiver for my dying father after July of 2012 because actually – about five days, five days or 10 years ago. Yeah, it's actually been 10 years since my father actually went out and got lost on the road. He actually got lost in Silver Spring, Maryland, of all the cities. They were like, why the heck is he over there for? Like, we ain't going to South Carolina to see family. And he was driving on the wrong side of the road, so he basically had to take his license. And it was a good thing that I got my driver's license 2009 a few years before, so that way I was confident behind the wheel, had some confidence under my belt, and was able to help out with my mom and dad because they were up there in age and they were elderly. And that was probably one of the most difficult things was just really seeing my father go through his, uh, basically his last few years on earth. But I will say there was some solace in it because I learned more about him in those last six years than the other, tw other 19 years because like I learned more about his past, especially since he was a veteran and I, we found his DD-214 so he can get some of the, those veteran benefits that he never got. And just seeing Negroid listed on the DD-214 was just amazing because I'm like, wow, like just amazing how far we've come in terminology and things like that. So that was definitely one of the most difficult things, but it was that had its rewards, definitely had its rewards as well. Which war or which interaction was he in? Was it Vietnam? Was it Gulf? Was, what do you know what it was? Ah, uh, yes, actually, too. He actually served in World War II in the 82nd Airborne Division and had two combat jumps. And he came back and served again during the Korean War as well. So he had about a good 12 years altogether. Okay. Yeah, my dad yeah. was in the Korean conflict as well. Um, bad thing for me, though. Um, you know, and I mean, everything happens for a reason. I wasn't able to benefit uh, from, you know, his service. I believe uh, uh, my stepmom had some issues with, uh, you know, giving the information. So I wasn't able to participate. But, you know, wow. such is life. You know, I think um, I've been cared for in ways that maybe I just have no idea. So I'm still grateful, you know. Wow. There's another question. Let's see if I can try to get to No, before I get to that question. What would you say was your best upside to date? You know, what was the, one of the, the, what has been one of the highlights of your life, personal or professional? 
Wow, one of the best highlights. Wow, I'd have to say definitely. Wow, that's a good question. Because like, oh, I mean, outside of meeting me, I mean, go ahead, man, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, me and Sir Charles Carey at the Country Inn Suites of 2018, baby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh man, but not oh, really. Man. Though, what would you know? What has been? What has that been for you? I'd have to say finally getting the proof copy of my first book going north because seeing it tangible, being able to hold it, I felt like Shawn Michaels of WrestleMania 12 holding the world championship belt. It was like, oh, shoot, the boyhood dream has finally been realized. My name is at the bottom of this book. I'm actually an author. It's like I'm not just reading the books. I'm writing them now. It's, it's just an amazing transition, and it was just a reminder that, hey, if you can – focus and really take that intentional action you can manifest what you truly desire and want out of life if you do the right things to make things happen and just go from shelving and reading books to having a book of my own it was like wow it's it's just that transition and heck another confidence boots really confidence helps you really with a lot of things in life and once you get that confidence and it's rock solid there's no telling how much you can accomplish and how many people you can help at a high level yeah, but so the, my question now is, you said to finally get that book. So was it something that you always aspired to, to become an author? I'd have to say it wasn't a reality at first because that didn't happen until, I would say, around 2015. 2015 when it actually came to me as a possible idea because I heard a young guy speak at Toastmasters who had a book the same guy who gave the act like a leader speech. And since he was two years older than me with the book, I'm like, wow, okay. I think I could do that when I'm like maybe late thirties, early forties. Right. And I was reading a book called the magic of getting what you want by David Schwartz. And oh, yeah. in that book, it mentioned, yeah, like reading, like basically writing out your own obituary. And for some reason I was like, you know what? I'll just write down that I'm a best-selling author of a certain number of books. And funny enough, a few months later, the opportunity to really, opened that door, revealed itself where I was at a networking event, handing out reading lists to people. And one of the ladies I handed the reading list to, she looked at the list and was like, hey, where's your name on this list as an author? I see your info at the bottom as, as the contact info, but where's your name here as an author? And I'm like, I don't have one. I'm, I was 22 at the time. I'm like, hey, what the heck am I going to write about? I'm 22. And she was like, hey, how about a year from today you write your very first book? And I was like, man, that sounds freaking cool. I am so not doing that. And she was like, hey, how about we both write our books a year from today? Right. I'm like, wow, that is like next level right there. And for some reason, the the whole negative thoughts, negative self-beliefs came out. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. It still sounds too intense. And at and just basically that was the end of the conversation there, but I still took the dare upon myself and gave myself a year to get it done. And I told people I was going to get it done and don't want to be one of those people who talks for years and years saying, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. And you see nothing. You see no progress at all. And I guess it was just that fear of not only letting others down, but letting myself down by not actually doing what i say i was going to do so that was probably one of the major reasons why i just felt like oh finally actually did it got in a timeline and it just felt good at that time i got you i got you all right let me get to that question now um 
What advice would you give your 18 year old self about life if that was possible? This question is in regards to you speaking to your younger self. Um, what would you tell you about you? These questions well, are what I would tell from my, my, my co-host, K-Fit. Um, I made some changes, which I kind of messed up the uh, format for her. That's why she's not with us. And, I, you know, I kind of like, man, it was a last-minute uh, shift, uh, and I probably should have left things until the next show. But um, she's still on, and she's in the group, and she's fielding questions. So this question is coming from her. What would you tell your 18-year-old version of you? I'd have to say join Toastmasters because the thing is at 23, at 22, at 22, I joined and I thought there was a networking opportunity, but I became a better speaker after joining. I didn't just have the, I just didn't come in everywhere at the whole Baptist church speaking style. I actually came, learned to be more conversational, insert more humor into my presentations and to be more conversational. So I can just imagine how further I would have gotten if I joined at 18 without that four to five year like gap and would have gotten probably gotten a lot faster in, in progress. So definitely joining Toastmasters, reading personal development leadership books like reading, especially John Maxwell's books. And of course, Sir Charles Carey's books as well. Got to radiate the brain and change the game, as the legend says, right? Yes, <laughs> and just yes, reading sir. those books early that. as yes, opposed sir. to waiting to get into a car accident. <laughs> You know, it's funny, you know, when you talk about Toastmasters, when I first got involved with Toastmasters, you know, I kind of was hoodwinked. Someone said, hey, why don't you come to the meeting? I'm like, what meeting? You'd be perfect <laughs> for it. And, you know, this is going back many years ago. And I think I was at uh, HUD uh, doing some contract work. And, you know, I like dressing up, so I'm in a suit. And I guess they say, hey, he looks like a good candidate. Get him. <laughs> so I go to the meeting, and lo and behold, I loved it. And, you know, I would speak at contests. And, you know, then when I left that club, I went to another club, had my membership transferred. And I just, you know, I really fell in love with the art or the craft of speaking. And bad enough, can't shut me up ever, so... <laughs> you know, it was a perfect marriage, you know, so, um, you know, and I tell people a lot of times that speaking, you know, public speaking, being a Toastmaster or being a keynote speaker is almost the same as uh, performing music when I did with my band. It's just rocking the stage or rocking the mic without a melody. So I love it. Yeah. So now, um, you know, one of the things that there's a lot going on in the world today. So one of the things that happens is we have a segment that we call, so what do you think? And when we play this segment, um, you know, it's like we just chime in with one another and, and give our own perspectives on, you know, What's so what do you think? You know so today's topic to make, right? on, so what do you think? Or the question is, so what do you think about, Brittany Griner. Uh, yeah, Brittany Griner. And we, she actually got sentenced today, if I'm not mistaken, nine years in Russian prison with a $16,000 fine on top of that. So uh, it it's definitely a rough situation. And it's sad that they couldn't even make that exchange. I know they actually made it public that Biden was actually trying to do an exchange with some 
I believe, one or two Russian spies for Brittany Griner, and that fell through. I, I felt like that probably should have maybe been hidden, but that was probably just him and his administration responding to the media that's going on. But it's definitely a sad situation. I wish it didn't happen, but the thing is, it also, there's a lesson to that is that you have to be aware of your surroundings because even the, like the thing about being in America is that we're somewhat spoiled by the freedoms that we're allowed to have. And especially with like weed being legalized in a lot of the states and a lot of parts of the country. And even so being an athlete, especially one with the name of Brittany Grindy, you have a little bit of a celebrity to you. And being a celebrity in America, that allows you a certain higher levels of privileges that other folks don't have and that may not always transfer overseas so really it's just a lesson in awareness like just because things may be okay in one area that doesn't mean it's going to fly in another area especially when it's something like weed even though there's studies out there that shows the benefits of cannabis at the same time there's other parts of the country where they're like nah we still don't want you smoking that over here <laughs> right exactly exactly and you know i'm 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 not torn, but I, I am a little bit um, because, one, I think the penalty was extremely tough and rough. Um, number two, I think that that's her own fault for not realizing what she was doing, traveling. And maybe some country she went to, she didn't have a problem. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's rough when you make a mistake and you're penalized heavily for it in that fashion. And uh, I do know that they were talking about, again, like you said, making a trade with a, a Russian spy that's in Germany or something of that nature. Um, in America, you know, we don't compromise with terrorists, right? So now, are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. Are you not going to do it? You know, so it's really a, a rough spot to be in. And I don't know, you know, how she's going to handle it. <clears throat> I don't know, of course if she's going to do the whole nine years or how they're going to make this, um, this really work out. I kind of feel bad for her, but, um, yeah. at the same time, I do feel personally that Putin doesn't have to make it this tough. He's doing it on purpose because we're not standing yep. alone and being quiet because of the, of Ukraine. So I don't know. It's just rough, man. You know, I definitely don't want any hurt, harm or danger to come to her. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know how, what's her affiliation because I know she's gay, but I don't know the right terminology, her or by the name. But uh, I just hope for the best for the sake of her family. That's all I can say is really. But yeah, man. So now going back out of that segment into the regular part of the show. Uh, in fact, let's see if there's any questions from the audience before we move on. Someone says it's crazy. She's got nine years. Think. Yeah, yeah. She said, that's crazy. She got nine years. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, guys, if you got any questions about this segment, so what do you think? Please feel free to post your comment. That was K-Fit. Please feel free to post your comment about the uh, Brittany Griner uh, case or uh, uh, outcome. Yeah, that's probably the best way of putting it. Um, but yeah, so now what's next for Dominic? What's next for the business? Uh, is the podcast slash book, uh, episode or, or project the next thing? What's next for you? 
Uh, good question. So right now in the progress of the first phase of the podcasting piece, just really just getting a big brain dump and putting all that into a giant Google Doc and doing some taking some notes on that. So in the progress with that, looking to have that out before the year is over, definitely to help out folks. And eventually doing more speaking as well, because I still have a full-time day job just to make ends meet on top of this because the thing about entrepreneurship folks like to sell the glory the love story of it they don't share the whole thing they don't get the whole story <laughs> and they may hear like a gary v tiktok video or something and be like you know what i want to do just that without realizing oh yeah it's actually real out here you have to eat what you kill out here so basically eventually making that jump it's a full-time entrepreneurship within a couple of years or Less. So definitely looking into the full-time entrepreneurship when the side also becomes the main hustle, more books, definitely more speaking engagements and more traveling depending on what happens with everything going on. I know they said that apparently monkeypox is at a, is a national health crisis now. So I'm like, oh God, all right, well, we'll see what happens now with that. Yeah, like we really needed that, on. right? Yeah, we, we still got this darn COVID out here changing luchador masks with these variants. So it's like, oh, oh, here's another one for you. Like, oh, oh, joy. All right. <laughs> I tell you, if it's not one thing, it's definitely something else. But just to let folks know, you know, there's a lot going on. I know for myself as well. So I'll see if I can share this really quickly. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Ah, uh, here we go. Upcoming. Let's see if this. Here it is. Bam. Now, will it show, though? I can't see it. It's not showing. Oh, I'm looking in the wrong place. No, I don't think so. I'm trying to show is uh, got an event. Can you see that, Dom? Is it on the screen? Uh, not my view. A little uh, flyer. Okay. Well, I wanted to try to show a flyer for an upcoming event that I've got coming out. Um, really kind of excited about it. And uh, in about eh, about two weeks, we'll be in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, for the National Training Institute events. Uh, that's something I, I've done quite a, quite a bit, and uh, we'll be continuing to do more of that. Um, excuse me, August. Uh, I forget, August... Let me go change the screen really quick. I think it's the 16th through, there it is, August, uh, there it is on the screen, 15th through the 18th. I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio, doing an event, uh, presenting basically off a couple of my books, Radiate the Brain and Change the Game, and then the other one is called What's So Hard About Being You? So I'm excited about the opportunity to do that. And then we're working on something else that's coming up later in the year. I think it's around, I don't think I know, in October. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get a little bit more information to folks so that you can participate in this upcoming event we're excited about. It's called Clear Vision, Seeing It Before It's There. So let me go back and show that as well. Clear Vision, Seeing It Before It's There. Uh, October 29th, that's on a Saturday. Uh, it's a full live event. We're looking for sponsors. Uh, we've got some really top caliber presenters that are going to be presenting at this event uh, because, you know, vision is the ultimate thing if I, if I have anything to say about it because everything starts with mindset. 
and your mindset and your vision, they work hand in hand so that things can come to fruition. So we're going to be presenting on how to actually see what you want, what you're after, and how to make it real, how to materialize that thing. Myself and a gentleman by the name of Dr. Brian Champion, we've been working uh, together recently, and we're going to bring it uh, to the yeah to the DMV on October 29th. So we're excited about that as well. Man, do you have any clue? What's your contact information? Ah, sure thing. It's all on one wonderful site, DomBrightman.com. DomBrightman.com. There's a contact page there. All my social media pages and things like that is at Dom Brightman. So easy branding. Make it easier for everybody else. You type in Dom Brightman, you can find me easily. <laughs> so it's Dom, not Dominic, just DomBrightman.com. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir, indeed. Okay. Name's long enough as it is. I'm like, I... <laughs> I know that's right. But look, man, Folks I don't, really, Folks I don't really, want to type it. No, no, I understand. Trust me. I really appreciate you, um, you know, give me some of your time because I know you've got a lot to do. Anytime someone's amassed 600 podcasts of various proportions, various topics, speaking to people of various uh, demographics, uh, that takes some time and some doing. So I definitely appreciate that. Uh, listen, man. We'd like to get you to come back sometime in the future as well. It was great having you on the show. We look forward to seeing you again, man. Hey, I'm honored. Thank you so much, Sir Charles. You better believe it.